What's this world coming to? Did you see that headline about CTA? You know what CTA is? Uh, they did this big study on NFL brains. Right. It's like a 90%. Actually, it's higher than that with just NFL brains. They looked at 111 brains from NFL players, and 110 actually had this brain disease. And then they started going back. The 90% comes from, okay, they looked at college kids. They looked at high school kids. That's where the 90% comes in. You just have to ask yourself, is it really worth it? I know. I mean, the money's incredible. Do you think this took place back in the 30s and 40s and 50s? Oh, I think it was a lot worse. They just didn't know. You would think that with all the technological advancements we make, that they can design a helmet that would withstand some of those hits, don't you think? You would think, but it doesn't appear to be working out that way. Just put a pillow in there, right? A little pillow? <laughs> That would help, wouldn't it? A little pillow. I don't know. I, I, I mean, if I was a parent and my kid wanted to play high school football, you know, I might not put up a fight, but that's it. After high school, you're, you're out of there. I'm telling you what it's going to get down to. What? It's going to get down to... Flag football? No. Everything comes down to money. And the NFL is not going to go away because it's a multi-billion dollar industry, if not trillion dollar industry. I mean, goodness gracious. NFL's not going anywhere. College football's not going anywhere. But the folks who play in the game are going to be the people who need the money. Right. And isn't that sad? It is. It's a great sport. It's just funny that, you know, watching it all those years, we never heard about anything. And then all of a sudden, this has come to the forefront in the last, you know, three or four years. And now some of those hits, though, when guys are crossing the middle and they hit them with their helmet, I mean, that's uncalled for. I don't know if it should be better coaching, telling these guys you can't hit with the head. But it's a violent sport. Ugh. It's always going to be a violent sport. And that's what the American people love. We're a violent society. We are, baby. Take a look at our movies. Take a look at our NASCAR. Car crashes. They love them. Yeah, you're, more, you're right. The movies. There's more gunplay in those movies, I tell you. Not more than Chicago, but still a lot, right? Right. Did you ever know any NFL players? No. Well, you know, here in Cleveland, Bernie Kosar was doing some play-by-play, and I think since he's been fired, he did it on the radio, he did it on TV, because... You know, I hate to say this, the way he speaks, he almost sounds retarded. Right. His speech pattern is slurred. A lot of people thought that when he was doing it on air, he was drunk, but he wasn't drunk. Has he addressed it ever? I think he he's kind of tiptoed around the subject because, you know, you start talking about this stuff with the NFL, they turn on you, and he wants a place in the league. So right. it's sad. Yeah, it is. He was a great quarterback. And speaking of football, you know that building that burned down in England, that high-rise building? Right. Check this out. The same material that was used in that building that was so flammable was also used in building the new Cleveland Browns Stadium. You're kidding me. <laughs> no. What are they going to do about it? That's a good question. How old is that stadium? Remember when Modell took the Browns out of Cleveland in what, 95, 96? Right. right. The old stadium was then demolished, and they built a new stadium for the new Browns, who came back in 1999. So this stadium is only like 18 years old. So Right. I mean, it's all stands and steel and bricks. I don't know where you put that stuff in a stadium, like unless it's at the deluxe boxes and stuff like that, and those people can burn, right? Absolutely. <laughs> 
and you know, what if there's a big French fry fire? There you go. <laughs> I mean, you know, certainly there's not going to be any fires out on the field. The Browns right. are just about as cold as any team could possibly be. And uh, they'll probably turn around. Will, yeah, yeah. We've been saying that for how long now? About oh, my five, gosh. Six. It's all right. <laughs> like when you watch television at night, you and Karen are just watching TV. Other than a politician, is there somebody who comes on television that you immediately change the channel? You just can't stand to hear them talk or see their face? Not a politician. It'd be probably an entertainer or a business person or someone like that that just... You just can't take. And as soon as you see their face, boom, you change the channel. Sean Hannity. Yeah, but you don't see him other than if you're just watching Fox News. Yeah, but if you're scanning around and right. if you're just channel surfing and you see his mug, his snarky mug. Yeah, but I don't go past that area when I'm channel surfing. I, <laughs> I know. Don't me. Me. You're not even interested in the car wreck? Come on. No, no, not You're not like going to drive a little no. slower past the car crash? No. For me, it's Kanye West or Kim Kardashian or those Jenner's sis daughters, whatever the hell. Anything Kardashian. As soon as I see that, I die for the remote. I'm just so amazed how they're so rich. Well, at least Kanye probably has some talent in the rap world. I don't know. I don't follow it. But that Kim and those daughters, how they can pull out these products week after week, a new facial, a new lipstick, a new this, a new that, selfies. Oh, God, it takes me crazy. What about the housewives? You know, they're just trying to make a living, you know. That's all, you know, that's like a scripted show. They, That's all fake. I'm sure that when those women get off the set, they're all buddy-buddy. You know, they throw wine in their each other's face, but that's all bullshit, right? Probably. All right, here's what I want to do with you right now. I want to play a game called Living or Dead. I'm going to give you three names of three people that everybody's heard about, and you tell me, are you they're living or dead? You ready? Dead or alive. Right. Maybe we should have a cool little jingle for this feature. Roll it! Alive. 80s heartthrob, Jan Michael Vincent. Dead. Alive. Really? Although he should be dead, probably, because that guy was such a gorgeous man, and the ravages of drugs have just eaten him up. Yeah, they said that about the Hoff, but he came back. <laughs> All right, you're 0 for 1. Second, politician turned actor turned politician turned actor again, and reverse mortgage pitchman Fred Thompson. Dead. You are correct. Ding, ding, ding. 1 for 2. And now, the final one. We love him. Everybody loves him. He's got a goofy hand. Joe Cocker. Mr. Cocker. Now, is... don't be doing Google on me right no, now. No, I'm not Googling. Look, I'm going to count to two. <laughs> One, two. I... Give me an answer. He's dead. He is dead. He died in 2014. All right. So you were two out of three. Very good. You'll see if you can beat your record tomorrow, and I'll come up with three more dead people. Okay. Or, dead you know, or alive. That's right. A new feature here in the podcast. So everybody's giving John McCain props for yesterday. Did you see a speech? I saw his speech. I just don't get it. Why wouldn't he just vote against moving forward if everything on the table sucks? That's what I don't understand either. And then that speech was so well done, and I just think it's going to fall on deaf ears, but that's what they needed to hear. This guy is such an enigma to me because on some hands, he's so wonderful and like a, a champion in our government. And then the other parts of him, you never understand. And plus, he did something in his career that I didn't even know about. Do you know that he was against a Martin Luther King holiday? He voted against that. So there's things like that that just don't add up with this guy. I think he's calling on the other line. He doesn't like what you're saying about him. <laughs> I think I can take him now. You think so? 
Yeah, I just hit him in the eye. Oh, man. <laughs> well, <That's> me. <laughs> you brought it up. Uh, Have you heard about the big thing that's sweeping uh, the I don't know if it's sweeping the country, but it was a big article in the Wall Street Journal yesterday. Have you heard about brosectomy parties? Yes. Where a bunch of guys all going to go do something together to share the experiments. They get it. Snip, baby. Snip, snip. Yip, yippee And you know what's making it better for a lot of these guys? Is because now they can do it with lasers. Frickin' lasers. Which seems a lot more, I don't know, less painful than the old way, I would you, think, right? You never had a visectomy. I no. Had. I had one. Did you really? Yeah. I was in my 20s. Right. It was a while back. You wouldn't do it now because your sperm is dust now, baby. Is what? Your sperm is dust now. <laughs> dust. Ah, shut up. That's how old you oh, are. Oh, man. I'm so going to have really, to come over there. Well, you just, <laughs> you were afraid of having more kids? Yeah, we had three kids. We were happy. And, right. you know, I didn't want Karen to have to go through that. So I went under the knife. And the crazy thing is, I'm flat on a table and they don't put you down. You're absolutely awake for the whole thing. They just numb you down there. Right. When they were down there, you know, doing the numbing. Oh, my gosh. For you, they had to use a big, giant needle, right? <laughs> big. Because <laughs> they had to really get that thing big numb. Big needle. They couldn't use their... <laughs> so I'm flat on this table. And there's just something awkward, unusual, funny, if you will, about, you know, being flat on a table. And the only thing that is exposed is your genitalia, right? Is little Thomas. So these... Nurses are all gathered around, you know, they've got their mask on. They're giggling under their mask. No, I was giggling. And they said, Mr. Kent, you're going to have to stop laughing. This would not be a good time to laugh. And I'm laughing hysterically. You know, I can't really feel anything, but just the whole idea, the whole thing, I couldn't stop laughing. And they had to keep stopping because I I kept laughing. Were you on laughing gas? No, no, it was just... It's funny. To, yeah, everybody goes in to get their thing snipped. It's a real ha-ha-ha moment. So, yeah, we could have had a brosectomy party. There was a lot of laughter. Too bad there wasn't a lot of drinking going now, on. Now, was this done by a female doctor? No, but that was back before I had that discovery about yeah. female doctors. Yeah, people should understand that you are a very strange man in that all your doctors in your life now, even your urologists, are females, which to me is just very bizarre. Because they listen. We talked about this. Men don't listen, but we're not going to go back there. Or maybe we should go back there because you probably didn't hear me the first time. But deal with it, Mr. Man, Mr. Prosectomy Man. 